Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Alana or Lanny, whatever you want to call me. I am super excited for today's episode of the pod. I really think you are going to enjoy this episode and are going to be able to take a lot away from it in terms of some tips and advice and a little bit of insight. I'm so excited to bring Kenzie Elizabeth onto the podcast today. We talk about everything from YouTube, moving to LA at the young age of 18, moving back to Texas and doing it all alone and what it's like to live the life of an influencer. I hope you guys enjoy and let's get into our segments. So my weekly intention is to get enough sleep. You guys know that I love waking up at 6.30 a.m. However, I've been slacking on going to bed early enough so that I can get around seven to eight hours of sleep. I've been getting around like six to seven sometimes even like five and a half which is really not good and it is starting to catch up to me so I can definitely feel it my sleep game is slacking and it is definitely not a good thing so my intention is to start going to bed by 11 p.m at latest ideally I want to be in bed by 10 9 45 even if possible I know it's a little crazy basically a grandma here but I really want to be asleep by 11 like I've been pushing it to 11:30, but I really want to try by 11. I mean, this will be an exception when I'm working closing shifts or night shifts because I'll be working till 10 p.m. and then I only get home by 10:30. So on those days, I'll go to bed at least an hour after ending my shift. I guess that's like a good goal and like happy medium to me because I do have some shifts where I end at midnight. So obviously, going to bed by 11 p.m. latest isn't going to work on those nights, but I will definitely let myself sleep in a little bit later to 
make sure I'm getting enough sleep. And on days where I'm not working, I really want to get into bed by 7 p.m. latest. I've been finding, even though my phone has been plugged in at the end of my bed to prevent me from scrolling on it, I've kind of been slacking with my discipline on that. So I've decided to discipline myself even further. I'm going to put my phone on the opposite side of my room by my dresser. And also that way it will help me get up better in the morning, like right away at 6.30 when my alarm goes off because I'll have to go across the room to get my phone to turn the alarm off. So my weekly intention is to try aim for seven to eight hours of sleep opposed to around the five to six, maybe seven on a good night that I was getting before. I had therapy this morning. It's Thursday. You guys know I like recording my intro to my pod on Thursdays so that I can be fresh and know exactly what happened in therapy and be able to share it with you guys. This week for what my therapist said, we are going to be talking about the four R's. So the four R's are recognize the stressor, reframe, reflect and respond. So an example of how I kind of started to use this without my therapist even telling me about it was when I was feeling really overwhelmed with my final projects for school earlier this week. Basically, what you do to use the four R's is so first you want to recognize the stressor. So this past Monday, I was really stressed and I felt overwhelmed by all the tasks that I had to complete by approaching deadlines that were like this week that I realized when I thought they were later and just upcoming deadlines. It's final season. I have a lot of final projects instead of exams. So it was just figuring out what I had to get done. So that is kind of how I reframed it. Instead of being super overwhelmed by everything and just being like, oh my God, I have a million things to do. I reframed it and I did this by breaking down each of the tasks into smaller subtasks. And then that way it was more capable And I was able to really motivate myself and know that I was able to complete it. And I was able to tell myself, okay, Atlanta, you've got this. You can do this. You can complete all these small tasks. And then I created a game plan and set it in action. So I did this by using my productivity planner to really help break down each day what tasks I had to get done that day, how long they were going to take me, and then go on from there. After I completed it and I was able to do all my tasks, in fact, ahead of deadlines, I was able to reflect. So that's the third R. I reflected by realizing that I was able to refilter and reframe my perspective. I didn't let my shoulds get in the way. So a lot of the times we struggle with mind traps. So mind traps are things like having one negative thing, filtering out all the good, and then you seeing everything in a negative light or thinking, I should do this. I should be doing this. If you listen to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth or the What We Said podcast, shoulding. So I didn't let my shoulds get in the way. I knew that I was on my right path and I would be able to get the things done in the time that I needed to get them done by. So that is reflection. And then the last and final R is responding. So I responded by following through with my coping strategy and I realized that I was capable of completing my work calmly and in advance of deadlines. I responded by following through what I knew I was capable of doing and actually going through with the reframe that I set out for myself. So that's what my therapist said. I definitely recommend you using the four R's, recognize, reframe, reflect, and respond if you are ever feeling a bit overwhelmed or anxious about anything, whether it be work, school, social life 
anything. This brings us to my tip of the week. So my tip of the week is to use these two applications. My friend Ariste, her healthful plate on Instagram. She's amazing. I love her. And she told me to use the tomato timer app on my computer as well as the self-control app. So previously I spoke about the Pomodoro method and I've been using just my phone as a timer and just setting 25 minutes and then taking a five minute break. But the tomato timer basically has the 25 minutes, the five minute timer and the 15 minute timer all built in and you can access it from your computer. So this allows me to make my work time a phone free time, which means I will be more focused, more efficient and more productive in completing my tasks. And I won't get distracted by mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, TikTok, any other social media app. I will just be focused slowly on my work. What's super nice is you can just access it on Safari or Google Chrome, whatever browser you use. And in the little tab title, I guess you could say like the name that's on the tab, it has the countdown there. So you don't even have to go into the website to see how much time you have left, which is super great and helps you stay focused. The second app that I use is self-control and you can download this off of the internet. And essentially this app allows you to add certain applications on your computer to a block list. And then you can set a timer that won't allow you to access those apps or websites during that time. I use it to block all social media and Gmail and all the apps that I might find myself using to procrastinate while on my computer to do schoolwork. So I do that and I block it for 30 minutes while I'm doing my 25 minute work periods through using the Pomodoro method, which I time using my tomato timer app. So As you can see, the tomato timer app and the self-control app kind of go hand in hand. And then they also go in hand and in coordination with my productivity planner, which you can get from Urban Outfitters, which is a super great planner. It's by the same producers of the five minute journal, if you've heard of it. Basically, I use this planner to plan out what tasks I need to get done in what order and how many 25 minute intervals I think it will take me to complete them. That way I kind of know how long each task is going to take me and what order I need to get them done in terms of importance or deadlines, etc. So I really like using my productivity planner, the tomato timer app, self-control app, and I really recommend these, especially going into holiday season. It might be hectic at work or maybe you're a student like me and you're going into finals and you're looking for new ways to really become more efficient in getting your work done and motivating yourself as it can be a bit harder, especially since everything's online and we're all at home all the time. I think these three things are super helpful and motivating and can really help with your self-discipline when it comes to getting your work done. Next, we have my current faves. This is our last segment. I've decided that on podcasts where I have a guest, I'm not going to do a little Q&A because then it gets too repetitive or redundant. And I don't want to make my podcast episodes too, too long. We will be just doing my current faves and then Kenzie will be coming on to the pod. So let's get into it. My first current fave is the 12-3-30 method. Lauren Giraldo. Giraldo. I think that's that's how you say it. She claims to be the mother of 12330s. That is what we will call her. But essentially, the 12330 method is that you walk at a 12% incline at three miles per hour. My treadmill's in kilometers per hour, so I walk at around 
five to 5.4 miles per hour for 30 minutes. And you can do this as many times as you want in a week. I like to do it around like two to three times a week and I'll do it on my off days. So basically I'm doing power at home on the sweat app right now by Kelsey Wells. And that has three to four lift days. So on the days in between those lift days, I'll do the 12, 330 method which I really like and it's a good cardio. You're just walking at a really high incline. You will get a good sweat on. I like to watch live performances of my favorite artists, which brings me into my second fave, which are Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes. I've been a long time believer. Like I've been watching and following Bieber and been obsessed with him and been to every single concert since he first appeared in the limelight, since I was in grade four and I'm 21 now. So it's been a long time coming. I go through phases where I am head over heels obsessed. And right now I'm just falling in love again. I'm not mad about it. I'm just obsessed. I've been obsessed with all his new music. And I've also fallen in love with Shawn Mendes. Ironically, these are two Canadian boys from Ontario, where I'm from. So I think it's only appropriate that I love them both so much. But I've been obsessed with playing the This Is Justin Bieber playlist on Spotify or watching their live performance specifically from the AMAs of Wonder, Monster, Lonely, and Holy. And they're just so good. I'm obsessed. I'm okay with it. It's okay. My third favorite is almond butter and peanut butter and kind of just like nut butter in general. I know this is kind of random, but you know what? I've really been into my nut butters. And even Leah said like, you're really obsessed with nut butters when I was asking her for what my current faves are, because honestly, like I love so many things and I just couldn't pinpoint it on a few. So I had her help me a bit, but almond butter and nut butters just in general like are my shit right now. I really like raw almond butter. I'm not sure what it is about it, but it just hits different. I highly recommend I get just like this organic one. The ingredients are just raw almonds. Really bomb. I highly recommend. I really like having raw almond butter on my oats and in my smoothies. And then I love having peanut butter with salt on either apples. I really like a Honeycrisp apple or a Fiji or a Pink Lady apple or on rice cake. It's just so, so good. I also really like the brand Fatso. I know it's a Canadian brand. I don't know if it's in the States, but I really like it. It is a peanut butter with MCT oil, which I don't know what added benefits it really adds, but it tastes really good. I really like their salted caramel peanut butter and their cacao one, and they both don't have added sugars, which is pretty awesome. And they taste bomb. Let me tell you that. And then my fourth and final favorite are my new piercings. Hopefully my dad doesn't hear me. I haven't really told anyone. So hi parents, if you're listening, but I feel like such a badass. I don't know. I just feel like my self-esteem is higher. I love the aesthetic. I love how nice it looks. I've always been kind of insecure about my ears and I feel like it kind of makes them look prettier in a way. I have three piercings on my lobes, my rook and my cartilage. I really like it and I'm super excited to to start stacking earrings in my lobes, all the little hoops. I love how that looks, but those are my current faves. I'm now going to bring Kenzie onto the pod and I hope you guys enjoy our little interview together. So I'm here with Kenzie Elizabeth. Welcome to the pod. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you on. So for those who don't know you, who are you? Where are you from? How old are you? And what is your zodiac sign? Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches, any meal, honestly. 
can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hi guys. My name is Kinsey. I'm a lifestyle blogger and podcast host. I am 23. I live in Texas. I'm from Texas. I was living in LA for like four or five years before that though. And I'm a Leo. I think I got all of them. I think I'm a Leo too. Really? Yeah. So what is it like balancing college, living alone and taking care of your adorable dogs and being a YouTuber and everything else that you do online? I'm really structured in my day-to-day. I actually graduate college in like two weeks. The only thing I have left is like my outbound exam. So pretty soon, hopefully that won't be a thing anymore. (laughs) Um, I'm just really routine though. Like it is definitely a lot of work, but I am really intentional with how I spend my time. And my biggest strength, I will say, is time management. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it just comes down to routines. I would say I'm very much the same. I've always been a very like time managed person, especially I grew up dancing. So I had to fit in my schoolwork around that. And now like I do a lot too between working and school. So I definitely say like time management is the number one tip. Do you have any tips for someone who may be starting out on social media? Um, what is something that you kind of wish that you could tell like your past self when you were starting out? Something that I wish I would have told myself was just to stick to what the content that I wanted to make rather than what was doing well at the time on YouTube. But if I'm just talking to anyone, it would just be, this is really cheesy, but just be yourself. Like don't try to model everything after someone else. But then on the other end, I feel like sometimes people try to be so different to where they're not Mm -hmm. themselves either, you know? Yeah. So I think just like embrace who you are because that's how you're going to find your kind of like tribe of people on the internet. And that's really who's going to cling to you. I just don't like inauthenticity. I feel like that way you're also going to be motivated to keep on doing it because you're not trying to be this persona that you aren't. Like it's not going to tire you out by trying to be someone else when you're just authentically yourself. There's a lot more longevity because typically you don't get tired of just being yourself, you know? Yeah. 
you're finishing up college. What has it been like kind of transitioning? I know you've been doing more like college part-time, especially not being in LA and going into class. So what has it been like transitioning from college to adulthood or whatever you want to call it? Do you have any advice or tips on how to kind of cope with this change? Because it can be a bit hard for some people. I feel like I had such a unique college experience. I moved out to LA my senior year of high school I graduated early and then ever since then I've been a full-time college student but mainly for the most part I've been online and even when I was in my college program the thing that I would go in person to was the internship our Mm -hmm. classes for college were still online so I feel like I actually didn't get the kind of safety net of college in between you know high school and quote-unquote adulthood I feel like I Mm -hmm. actually kind of went straight into that because I wasn't living in a dorm And I didn't have like the structure of just living at a university. I don't know. Honestly, I've always been very independent. And I look back and I was so young. Like I was 17 when I moved Mm -hmm. out to LA, which is insane. Yeah. I think that being naive almost helped me at the time. But I don't know. I feel like I always joke I am 23. And like right now I have a sewing machine in front of me. And I cook dinner and I listen to book club podcasts. And I go to bed at eight and I read books. I'm not really crazy just kind of transitioning from college to adulthood. I'm already even in my career. So I don't have the best advice. Like what I'm saying is that I'm not in the same situation, but I actually really love it. And I love just my independence in that and just kind of being able to like create a life for myself that I really want. So I think that's been cool if that helps with an answer. I'm sorry. No, it does. It does. I went away for university for two years and then I transferred to a city school. So I moved back home, but I've always been really independent and I've kind of like started my career in a way. I've been working at Lululemon and like I want to work my way up. I love cooking and staying home and I'm past that going out stage. I mean, you can't really go out now, but. Yeah, I picked a good (laughs) time to go through it four years ago, you know, and so I'm I'm glad that I got that out of my system and I'm not like sitting at home being like, oh my gosh, I wish. Now I'm like, I mean, I would be home anyways. So yeah, same. In terms of like when you moved out, like figuring out rent and managing your money, was that something you kind of learned yourself or did you speak to your parents about it or maybe friends that were older than you that had already kind of started to figure it out for themselves? As far as knowing what I was worth, I was like business wise, I would talk to friends and then I had management. So that helped me a lot financially as far as like on the business side of money Mm -hmm. and then on like personal management of money. My dad has really like I listened to everything my dad says. So he took me through everything like before I moved and was like, here's this folder. This is what you do with this. He's been very hands on Mm -hmm. as far as kind of giving me advice on how to best manage my money. I now have financial advisors and stuff that helped me so it's been a combination of people I've only recently in the past few years kind of like really really gotten in control of it and you know have financial advisors or like your CPA or whatever it is so yeah at first it was definitely my dad though but that's pretty great that you have a lot of people to look up to and go to for advice if I'm lost in any sort of way I either go to my dad or I go to my brother-in-law my sister is eight years older than me so I have him he's pretty well known with everything so So I'll go to him. It's really important to have that support system. So you moved from Texas to LA and then you just recently moved back to Texas. What was it really like to move by yourself at such a young age? And any advice for someone who may be planning to move independently to another state or a country, wherever they may be? Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time 
recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I was so naive that it was really easy because I was so young that I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to move to LA. Like, this makes sense. But I didn't have the normal fears that you would have because. I was so naive at the time I was 17. Yeah. So that actually really helped me. I always say like that was the best thing to happen to me at that time too. And then as far as just advice for people moving, practically speaking, get an apartment that like you live below your means probably. That's always something that I did. I mean, one of my apartments was really, really expensive. It's LA though. Yeah. But something that my dad and my old roommate's parents would say is like get a pre-furnished apartment. And we didn't want to do that because we were both on YouTube and we wanted it to look how we wanted it to look and whatever. But the thing is, in your first apartment, you're not going to buy your dream furniture anyways. Like it's not going to look mm-hmm. how you want it to look as is. And you're actually just going to buy furniture that you're going to have to move it like 15 times basically before you get to your dream home, right? Yeah. So I would recommend honestly moving to a pre-furnished place because one, it cuts down your moving expenses. Two, you save a lot of money on furniture. Three, you save a lot of money on furniture that you would then probably throw out and isn't going to last you that long. Honestly, that's just such a random thing, but I wish that we would have done that. Yeah, my apartment when I was at my old university was pre-furnished and that was probably like the best decision I ever made because I only bought a desk and a dresser because I didn't like the desk. It was really small and I need like my big space and there wasn't much storage, but that was so helpful and like no money really went to waste when I moved back home. I don't know where I would have put that furniture, but that is a really smart point to add. So were you always an early riser and super productive or is this something you kind of grew into? I've pretty much always been this way. I will joke at certain periods in my life and I'm like, that's what made me. My parents were like, you were born this way. Like I've always been more of a morning person. I've always just liked getting things done. I don't know. Every single personality type test I take, it's basically like whatever the overachiever is. Mm -hmm. So also I think it's a way of coping with anxiety. Like I think that's another thing for me too. I just really like early mornings. I love being productive. It's not even a result of really loving what I do necessarily. It's more of just like, I have always been this way. 
Was your mom or your dad like this? Because I know I'm super routine based and like it helps me with my anxiety too. But I also know that my mom is very A type and likes to be on her set schedule. And that kind of influenced me in a way. Do you think your parents had any influence on that? Yeah, definitely not my mom. Like my mom will joke and I'll be like, say something to her and she's like, I'm whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> my dad is very like leadership oriented, routine oriented. I went over to his house the other day and he was wearing like an Ed Milet hat. Like he's, <laughs> he's like leadership through and through that sort of thing. So I definitely get that from my dad for sure. And I know like you've always been like this, but what's something that you could kind of give to someone, maybe a friend like Dom, who is maybe looking to change up their routine and build more habits that are like yours in terms of waking up earlier or looking to be more productive and efficient with doing their work and whatever has to get done in the day? I think you just have to find what works for you. So like in different seasons of my life, like when I was living in LA, I'd wake up at like 5am every morning and go work out super early because that's what I had to do in mm-hmm. order to fit in my schedule. Obviously 2020 has been a lot more lax as far as like scheduling goes. So I don't wake up crazy early. I wake up at like 7, 730. It's nothing mm-hmm. crazy at this point. But I think you just have to find the habits that really work for you because at the end of the day, like this is your routine and what you're going to be doing when you're forcing something. It's not going to even benefit you. I think that that's really important. Like just starting with a few small things. Like if you are into journaling, maybe add journaling, make yourself wake up at a certain time period. Obviously you're not always going to want to wake up early, but just adding in like small little habits every day and kind of building the routine to what works for you and what makes you feel best, I think is the most important. I love hearing what other people's routines are because maybe I want to like take some things Mm -hmm. from theirs, but ultimately routines are like very personal, you know, like you have to find what works for you. Yeah, I totally agree on that. And if you have to cut down your morning routine because say you were in a rush to get somewhere a lot sooner than you anticipated, what are like two or three non-negotiables that you have to do in the morning? It's funny because now I'm actually way more into my night routine than my morning routines because I switched my workout tonight. So that's probably why Mm -hmm. I wake up, I go outside and take the dogs out because obviously I have dogs. But also I just like getting outside first thing in the morning. It's actually really nice. And I don't even like take my phone. I just walk around the neighborhood with the dogs and that's really nice. I drink a lot of water. That's a big thing. I love Liquid IV, actually. I'm like kind of off my game right now because it's the holidays and I love a good like festive Christmas Starbucks Yes. But I will normally, if I'm on my healthy game, I will drink a big glass of water and then I get the liquid IV, like the energy stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I drink that, I don't even drink coffee. It helps me so much and there's no crash. So that and then honestly, it really just depends on my day. I feel like the next thing would be my devotion. But I've not been A plus on my game with that recently, but that would be like my third non-negotiable. I love that. So you're really into health, fitness, and wellness, as we can tell from our previous discussion, but have you ever found yourself falling into any fad diet trends? If yes, what was it and how did you overcome them to kind of get yourself out of that habit? I can't really speak too much because I Mm -hmm. don't really struggle with a lot of fad thinking around food. I haven't done like a ton of fads. I tried like food combining, but for me, it just showed me healthy recipes. I didn't come at it from a way of like, I can't eat this. 
Mm-hmm. I just was like, oh, I have all these new recipes that I can try. I definitely have my struggles, but it wasn't like my biggest, biggest problem. And it wasn't the perspective that I took when I did it. With that being said, I think it was great for me when I did it, but I think it's just because I was eating a lot of whole foods. I don't necessarily think it's because of the whatever quote unquote science that's not there behind yeah. it. It was more so for me, just like healthy recipes. Yes. You know? Yes. I definitely fell for food combining, but I have come out with so many new recipes from it and it's inspired how I shop and how I eat. Like not that I'm vegan or anything, but I eat so many more whole foods now. And I was a bit restricted before and it got me comfortable with eating carbs again, which is kind of funny because it was like a fad diet in itself, but it like got me over like being restricted from other fad diets. Just because I hadn't dealt with having like restricted anything really Mm -hmm. before, it just didn't even cross my mind. I totally agree with you. Honestly, for me, it really affected me in a positive way. You know what I mean? It's not really something that I would even like recommend or that I do now. Yeah, I think it really just shows like it's all about your perspective and how you look in at something as to how it's going to impact you because you can go into something being like, I can only do this and then you feel restricted. But if you look at it like, oh, look, I have all these new recipes and you're kind of just loose with it and using it as inspiration, it can really benefit you in a way and you can get the light out of something that could go dark. Mm -hmm, For sure. I know you love doing your Melissa Wood Health workouts and the 12-3-30 method. What is one way you would choose to sweat if you could only choose one? Honestly, it would be Hot Pilates for sure. And it's not just like the method of Hot Pilates, it's actual Hot Pilates studio in LA. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific type. I've tried it other places. It's just not the same thing. I would take from Daylight, my favorite instructor every day, who's a very close friend of mine that I actually talk to all the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm in Texas now, so I can't go. As far as at-home stuff though, like my current fave is 12 I love how it goes by really quick. I love the routine of it. I watch YouTube videos as I do it. So it goes by so fast. Mm -hmm. But I just love how I feel. Now I feel like it's gotten like easy for me though. So I'm worried that that's not good. I honestly just want to get like a personal trainer and just turn my den into a gym. But we'll see. Right now, I guess for at home, it would be 12 to 30. (laughs) But overall, it would for sure be hot Pilates for like the rest of my life. I've never gotten over it. And I literally went every day for a year. (laughs) I've been trying to find, obviously, like, I can't go now, but I was looking for a hot Pilates studio in Toronto, but there aren't really any. Hard to find, honestly. There's yeah. one in Dallas, Class Studios, their sweat class. That was, like, the closest thing to it because it's still in LA. They have infrared, and it's the whole vibe and experience of the mm-hmm. class well on top of just the actual workout and the music they play, and, you know, that is the closest I found to it, but that was, like, when I tried it in February before the world shut down. So maybe there are more. Or maybe one day you'll create your own studio. I know. I actually (laughs) was thinking about that, like, not that long ago. Honestly, that's my fallback plan. I'll just create a hot Pilates studio in Dallas. That's what I'll do. I'm sure it will do amazing. And in terms of the 12, 330 getting easier, you can always walk faster. I actually was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I need to definitely add some speed to it. Dom's like, you don't even sweat after. And I'm like, that's not true. But before it was really hard. And now I'm like, I need to amp it up. Yeah, today I was like, oh, this isn't bad at all. Like 30 minutes went by so fast. Yeah, I was a bit sweaty, obviously, because it's cardio, but it wasn't anywhere near how I was when I started. But what's interesting about that, though, is something like Melissa Wood talks about this all the time. (laughs) And she was just saying how, one, you don't have to be miserable in a workout for it to Mm -hmm. work. Two, it doesn't have to make you feel the way that you think it has to make you feel. Like it doesn't have to be this 
hit workout that you hate, a low intensity workout can do the same thing for you. So I also think I just need to remember that, you know? Yeah. So I did Melissa Wood Health for a bit, but I found it too much on like the yoga side of things. So I started doing the Pilates class, which is with Jackie Kingswell. So it's kind of like the same sort of thing, but she has more variation in the types of classes she offers. So she has like the very low intensity, kind of like the Melissa Wood Health vibes, but then she also has ones that are a bit more cardio integrated. So you still get like the low impact, like very calm toning, elongating part that you would get from like typical Pilates but she'll throw in little cardio movements so you'll do like burpees randomly for like 20 seconds or you'll do mountain climbers so it was like a really good combination of the two and you didn't feel like you were dying what's so funny with me is that typically in a workout class I want the music blasting like hot Pilates again it was 100 degrees in the room you know that sort of thing it literally needs to be like SoundCloud rap that like no one's ever heard like that's like the vibe (laughs) that I want so it's interesting that I actually liked Melissa Wood Health when I started doing it. I'm like, this is so not me. I think I liked the fact that you can hear her breathing. That helped. I don't know. There was just a bunch of things, but I need to try that girl. Yeah, Jackie's really great. It kind of feels like you're taking a class with a friend because if she messes up or she feels like she's dying, she will literally tell you. And it feels like you're talking to your friend like in a workout class. That's cool. Yeah. So to end off this little episode, what is one piece of advice you like to leave the listeners with? I think right now the piece of advice, this is just something I'm really working on with myself, is just don't be too hard on yourself. And I am someone who, like I said, high achiever. I love routines. I love working. I love being busy. I love being productive. All those things. Mm -hmm. But I put a lot of pressure on myself and I will not give myself the grace that I give others so easily nothing to me is really that deep. So with the people in my life, I'm like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like I don't even blink. I so easily give all these other people grace. I have like really almost unrealistic expectations sometimes of no, I'm going to handle this. If I'm like emotionally not in the best place, I expect myself to operate at the way that I would when I'm my healthiest. So I think it would just be to just not be so hard on yourself. I love that. And where can the listeners find you? My Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube is just Kenzie Elizabeth. And then my podcast is I Love You So Much with Kenzie Elizabeth. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on my podcast. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of Morning Ray. I really hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps support the pod. I love you guys so, so, so much. And we'll chat soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.